I love our regular Legally Speaking segment with Michael Mulligan, and uh, I have had occasion to speak to Michael Mulligan on this segment when I've been filling in, and it's always a wonderful chat. So looking forward to today. Uh, Michael, hello. How are you? Uh, good morning, Ryan. I'm doing great. Always good to be here. Yeah, and I'm also excited because uh, one of the main themes of the show so far today, uh, Michael, has been on the B.C. government announcing the list of which municipalities will be targeted by the Housing Supply Act. And locally, of course, as we've been saying over and over again, it's it involves Oak Bay as long as Victoria as well as Victoria and Saanich. And Oak Bay is the the other one, which I personally think is is where the drama comes in locally. Victoria and Sanit sure are, are going to have uh, a big part to play in this, but another municipality that historically has not been friendly to development of any kind is is on the list, is on the is is in the sights of the of the government. But anyways, uh, that's one of the big conversations of the day. But you, I'm sure, have a, a slightly different take on it when it comes to the the legalities of all of this. So where do you want to go with this today? Sure. Well, I'm sure we're all anxiously waiting for the announcement of the 30-story supportive housing tower uh, somewhere in the uplands. But uh, before that comes about, I thought it would be useful to review what exactly does it mean to be targeted by this particular act, okay. an act called the Housing Supply Act. Uh, how does that work? Uh, and it, it also answers why the government didn't announce, well, what is your target, right, which is naturally the question to be asked, right? You've identified these various municipalities, but what have you identified them to do? Uh, and looking at the legislation, it's apparent what's going on, and I think it'll also allow people to assess whether uh, this targeting under the Housing Supply Act is likely to have the desired result, which would be, of course, more ho- housing supply, right? Yeah, that's the goal. So, that's the goal, right? And here's sort of the, the big picture, of course, right? Municipalities and governments don't build houses, right? They don't have a team of people with hammers. Nobody's coming out from the municipality to pour any concrete. What the municipal governments have the capacity to do is to stop people from building housing, right? They don't have people with hammers, but they've got a, a effective legal stop sign telling people stop. Uh, and so, uh, and, you know, there are a litany of reasons why, of course, that happens. We heard some of those from people that called in earlier that I, I heard uh, people talking about migratory birds and earthquakes and uh, parking and all kinds of things that <laughs> yeah. people might come up with to stop anything being built anywhere near them, right? Uh, and so the purpose of this piece of legislation, I think, is to try to uh, reduce uh, those uh, sort of efforts to stop uh, other people from building houses, because that's all the government can do. They don't build anything. And so this, the way this act works uh, is that, it, indeed, uh, it is possible for the minister to set a housing target for a municipality, but they can't just do that in the abstract. There's a requirement, uh, and the requirement before they can even set a target is set out in Section 3 of that act, uh, and it provides that if they are things that are available, the minister must consider a whole list of things before they even set a target. And that's why we had this announcement of these are the 10 municipalities, but no number listed next to them, right? Uh, and when you go down in the legislation, the list of things that the minister must consider before they can even set a target, you sort of go along down, down, down the list. Oh, F, F, a report made by an advisor under Section 10. Hmm. So we have to look at what is this report? Uh, and so you move ahead in the legislation. And indeed, Section 10 of this Housing Supply Act 
requires that before an advisor, uh, that an advisor must, once they're appointed, without delay is the language, after conducting a review under Section 8, so we'll have to go back to Section 8, uh, produce a report uh, for the minister, which would set out a variety of things, including, for example, actions that may be taken by the municipality to meet housing needs, uh, actions that might be taken by the minister, uh, various uh, revisions to methodology that used by the minister. Various things must be in that report. But before that report can be prepared, back to Section 8. Uh, and that requires, first of all, that the minister appoint one or more advisors to prepare this required report, which the minister then must consider before they can even set a target. Uh, and so the next thing to watch for is going to be, does the minister do that? Do they appoint advisors? Are they, are there maybe the former school bus drivers will take jobs as advisors? I don't know. <laughs> that's where they all went. To, that's where they all went. Yeah. They all, all be wanting to be advisors. Maybe there's a pay bump. I don't know. So <laughs> the, or they could do it between their split shift. That's possible too. So the, these advisors would be appointed by the minister. And then the concept, I must say, I smiled as I read the thing, is that they effectively act like a bit like a government uh, mole <laughs> being inserted into the municipality. Oh, interesting. Because the advisor uh, who gets appointed by the minister then has powers that compel employees of the municipality to do various things for them. And the advisor can do things like uh, enter the office of the municipality. Uh, requires employees to permit them entry, requires employees of the municipality to give the advisor every reasonable assistance, requires employees of the municipality to provide information to the advisor, requires employees of the municipality to provide access to records. So what it seems to contemplate is that some person appointed as an advisor will turn up at a municipal hall and say, hi, here I am, I'm the advisor, show me your records. And then it permits this advisor to go through municipal records uh, to uh, review things, including actions that the municipality has taken towards meeting housing supply targets, reviewing policies of the municipality, uh, reviewing progress they've made, any actions they've taken. They can go through all the records of the municipality to get all of this information uh, with compelled assistance from the municipal employees. Then, once that advisor person uh, has uh, gone through all those records, they are required to, and the language in here is, without delay, produce a report for the minister, which would include various things like uh, actions that have been taken, actions the minister might take, so forth, to then provide that to the minister who must review that uh, report before the minister is able to set targets. And that's why we have a list of municipalities, but no numbers next to them. The minister needs to appoint this advisor mole person, <laughs> send them off into the various municipalities. Somebody's going to show up at Oak Bay City Hall and knock, 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 here I am, <laughs> gather information. You can imagine that may not be the most welcoming <laughs> attendance, right? You probably get a happier reception as the uh, friendly school bus driver showing up than the uh, provincially appointed uh, advisor there to uh, uh, check up on what exactly Oak Bay is doing to help uh, get out of the way of uh, building things. They then have to prepare this report with all that information in it. Then they have to give that to the minister. The minister must review it. And only at that point 
can the minister uh, write down a number, right, or other policies, right? So that's why uh, there's a delay. It's going to be very interesting to see how long that takes, right? How long does it take to hire these people? How long does it, you know, what is it, uh, there's this uh, legislative requirement in Section 10 to produce the report without delay. Well, what does that mean, right? Yeah, with, without delay is a fairly flexible deadline. That's right, you know. Uh, and you can imagine in some circumstances, like, you know, you can imagine in a municipality that really doesn't want anything built there, like Oak Bay, right, may be entirely hostile to the advisor showing up, right? You can imagine that not being a swift process. We'll see, right? But the minister now is waiting or has to wait for those things to happen. Hire the people, get them out, review the material, write a report, give it to the minister. Minister can then set these targets but, of course, writing down a target for how many houses is going to be built in a municipality doesn't cause any houses to get built in the municipality, right? Again, no one has any hammers. This legislation doesn't provide money. It doesn't involve hiring people. It doesn't do any of that, right? And really, all that can be done is to try to force these municipalities to take the brakes off, right? Um, and so it's obviously going to take some time. This is hardly a swift answer to anything, because then after the municipality gets the report of the advisor, the minister can then set targets. Um, And then the act contemplates a process to monitor sort of how the municipality is doing, right? Have the advisors check up on that? You know, how many houses have been built in Oak Bay? How many townhouse units have been built? Whatever is set out as a target. And it's only after all of that uh, that you could have a circumstance where the minister would be permitted to do things to, like, uh, issue a specific permit uh, or to um, amend a bylaw. And in some cases, that can be done by the minister. In other cases, it requires an order in council. Uh, But you you need to think carefully, well, what does that really mean? Is the plan to have the you know, the uh, minister or the uh, cabinet sitting there with uh, townhouse plans for various municipalities, what exactly is that going to amount to? Also, interestingly, is this. Well, the minister can issue directives to do things like amend a bylaw uh, or issue a permit. The uh, There's a limitation of what of the directives can be that it cannot it can do nothing. Uh, the minister can't do anything which would alleviate other requirements like Requirements for notice, a public hearing, consultation of minister approval, this and that. All the kinds of things which act to put the brakes on somebody trying to build anything anywhere near anything, right? All of that public input where people can show up and talk about uh, there's going to be no parking and what about the migratory birds and what if there's a... Uh, what if there's a tidal wave and, uh, you know, uh, uh, this is going to shade my house or what about the uh, deer or, you know, whatever it might <laughs> yeah. be. What about that tree yeah. that's going to have to come down? All of that process is going to remain in place. And so I'm hard-pressed to see how, with this legislative scheme, anything's happening anywhere anytime soon. Uh, we're likely to be months away by the time these people get out and prepare reports and they get reviewed and targets get set and things get reviewed further and so on, right? Um, And maybe that's intentional. Maybe that's just considered appropriate process. Um, Because, of course, there's politics behind all of this, right? Everyone agrees 
we need more houses for people to live in of all kinds. We should get on with building them. But as it's apparent when you ask anyone about it, no one wants any of those things happening anywhere near them. <laughs> yeah. right? We need a lot and, of housing, so, just not in my neighborhood. Everywhere except yeah. my house. Yeah. Right? It's like everyone wants the speed limit in front of their house to be 10 kilometers an hour, and they want the auto. They want everything else to be the Autobahn. Right? Well, exactly. Yeah. Fair I enough. mean, I, I, I definitely want I definitely <laughs> want a 10k speed limit for everywhere that I'm not commuting. Yeah. That's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Exactly right. So now, that's human nature. And if you're the government and you're, of course, concerned with the political implications of all these things, you're going to have a bunch of aggrieved people. Uh, you know, good luck getting votes in Oak Bay if you uh, order uh, by you know legislation some tower to be built that everyone is all grumpy about and complaining about their parking problems. Or what about, you know, what impact is that going to have on the owls that live down the road or whatever it might be? Everyone's going to be aggrieved. Right. And so all politics is local. And if you're the provincial government, you're probably keenly aware of all that. Right. Uh, and so it's going to be really interesting to see just the timing of this. It, it may be intended to be sort of a talking point. Look, we've got this thing. We've set these goals. We're really cracking down on all this. But my guess would be uh, looking at this scheme with the need to appoint people and review things and prepare reports and set goals and review those all before anything is ordered to happen. Probably nothing happens uh, meaningful, meaningfully in terms of actually people with hammers and uh, so on constructing things uh, until after the next provincial election. Yeah. And maybe that's just the way it is, or, or maybe that was carefully thought about. It's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you expect that the the Housing Supply Act to suddenly start uh, having uh, you know townhouses uh, popping up on Oak Bay Avenue you're probably going to be disappointed, at least in the short term. Um, if something is to be done to uh, sort of overrule the uh, natural inclination of everyone to protect their, you know, neighborhood, um, it's going to take some decisions that are going to aggrieve people in various neighborhoods. It just will, right? And this doesn't seem to have quite the teeth one would uh, expect if that was really what the the, the goal was. Remember, of course, all these municipalities are just statutory creations of the provincial government. Uh, there's nothing stopping the provincial government from just legislating away the power to have public hearings or legislate away um, zoning requirements. Or well, One thing that came to mind, I must say, is I read all of this and all the process and so on. One idea that perhaps should be contemplated would be to set timelines, uh, because one of the ways in which... Uh, uh, local groups stop development is just stopping it, slowing it down. Right? Mm. Well, uh, we had, and, uh, sorry, just, just on that point, yeah. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, the, yeah. the, the fellow who owns the roundhouse development, uh, who's trying to get approval to continue along that process, they've done the Bayview Towers, but he, he, was, he put out a public letter pleading for the city to approve his latest phase quicker because he said something about how it costs a million dollars a month for him to sit on that thing and the longer these delays go the more he's costing so but you're right if, if a municipality just kicks these things down the road enough the costs get so prohibitive nothing happens you're exactly right and that impacts not only large developers but small ones you know somebody wants to build a, a duplex or you know a little townhouse or something right they the zoning process can take uh, you know, over a year, year and a half, more than that in some places, right? And all that time, some person who wants to build something is paying for the thing, right? And not doing anything. And that drives up the cost of housing, slows everything down. 
Uh, and so if there was a if somebody's asking me what might be an effective piece of provincial legislation that might meet some balance between permitting people to have some input into things, you don't have a slaughterhouse going in, you know, next to the uh, you know pool in Oak Bay or something, uh, but without permitting things to be endlessly bogged down. Could have been a way to do it. Um, look, we're we're extremely late for our break here. Michael Mulligan is here with our Legally Speaking segment. Hold on, we'll be right back and we'll continue this line of thought. And you might have some other ones as well if we can squeeze them in. So we'll, we'll get to that in just a moment here on CFAX 1070. It's Ryan Price filling in for Adam. We've got Michael Mulligan doing Legally Speaking. Uh, Michael, I got a text that just simply says, Thank you, Michael Mulligan is brilliant. So there well, you that's go. That's a good text. I, I would encourage more of those. <laughs> more, more texts like that. <laughs> Look, more texts like that. That's great. I don't I, know where we that... want to go from here, Michael, because you did have a second possible topic, but I don't know if we still have more to say on this housing issue, which really has been such a, a, a fascinating look into uh, the B.C. government's announcement that they have these 10 cities around B.C., including Victoria, Saanich, and Oak Bay, that are the, the first ones to, to get um, targeted by the B.C. Housing Act and the one-day targets that will be placed on them for for housing approvals but as you've been explaining uh the actual process that flows from here is is quite detailed interesting and and will take a while but do we want to say any more about that do we want to change topics where do you want to go sure um I, just my final thought on that was that of course everything the municipalities are doing they're just organs of the provincial government all of their power is delegated so any of it can be changed uh, and if there's a suggestion that I would have coming from reading this in part, um, is that if you wanted to uh, make a, a meaningful change uh, with respect to how many houses can be built or how many houses can the municipality stop, which is really all they can do, they can't build anything, um, would be to set legislative time limits uh, on various steps, uh, like, for example, how long rezoning might take or how long a municipality would have to approve a construction project. That would be something that the provincial government would be able to do uh, that would uh, avoid the slow walking that seems to go on in many places. And it would just be a, an amendment to, to the uh, legislation that permits uh, municipalities to do anything. You could give them 30 days or 60 days or whatever you thought it was appropriate uh, to approve uh, a development request or to consider a rezoning application um, you know, rather than having things potentially drag on for years. And so that's, to my mind, reading this would be perhaps a more effective way of actually getting some things uh, uh, built by getting municipalities out of the way. Um, so just uh, food for thought on what might be more effective than the Housing Supply Act uh, and the requirements to prepare reports in a timely way. So we'll wait and see. That's that's what that is. And you've you've painted this picture. Sorry, uh, this is a little tongue-in-cheek, but after you described the the special... Uh, special advisors going into these municipalities like moles. I just have this image of these, you know, men in black, guys in black suits and black ties and sunglasses marching into uh, municipalities in their town halls <laughs> saying, I'm here to look at your records and prepare the report. Um, you can imagine the, the municipalities are going to be just very uh, fast in terms of providing uh, material to the unwelcome provincial <laughs> guests. Uh, they're trying to write up a report about why they're too slow in building houses on Oak Bay Avenue. So but, uh, yeah. that should make for some good uh, some good comedy if we could see what that attendance looks like. Yeah, it is an interesting thing. And, and that's, I guess, yeah, what, what the act says is going to happen. So we've got the list of 10 municipalities that will be going through that. But as you've said, 
there's no necessary, uh, not necessarily a timeline on that other, you know, just as soon as possible, given as the as the timeline. So how long does it take for those special advisors to get in there to investigate what each municipality is like, what kind of changes need to be done to stop those municipalities from putting on the brakes, as you've said? You know, that's that's the only thing they can do there. These municipalities don't build things. All they do is put the brakes on building things or, you know, making sure the right brakes are applied, depending on how that municipality feels about development. And and um, so th- it's it's complicated. Th- that That's what is going to have to happen. Then a minister is going to have to make a decision. And you, you suggested it could even be, you know, after the next election that anything happens. And I wonder if maybe that's the point. Maybe this is all just a, bus- a, a bustle of activity to look like things are happening. Whereas, as you said, there were some simpler things that could have been done immediately, but those courses of action were not taken. I think you're right. Uh, I mean, and, and I said, it's this whole multi-stage process. There are no numbers because there's the minister can't set a number because the minister, first of all, has to get the mole in, wait for the mole to prepare a report, <laughs> mole. Then, then, prepare, then prepare a target, and then wait and see how's the target yeah. going, and only then... Might you be able to make some, uh, you know, approve some particular project or amend some bylaw, but still can't do things like, you know, what do you do if Oak Bay just decides, yes, the public hearing on this uh, unwanted seven-unit townhouse is going to occur in 2026 or something? Well, I guess you're just stuck with that. Um, and so I don't, doesn't seem to me that this particular um, piece of legislation is going to cause uh, the brakes to come off uh, very much at all, at least in the short or medium term. And there are, of course, other things, like I just mentioned, that could be done. Yeah. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see whether uh, the government does any of those things, because if we don't, I, I rather suspect uh, the similar conversation is going to be had two years from now about, uh, boy, do we all want more houses, but boy, no one seems to want them near anyone. And so there's just a decision that has to be made about that. Somebody's going to be upset. Um, and uh, so uh, we've uh, we have a current circumstance which allows the local people who are upset uh, to rule the roost, uh, right? And even more so in a place like Victoria, where we have what is it, thirteen different municipalities. So yeah. nobody has any particular concern that goes beyond, you know, a few blocks of <laughs> or whatever, right? Their concern is just what about Oak Bay, and nobody wants anything in Oak Bay. The Oak Bay councillor has no particular regard for you know, what's happening on the West Shore, what's happening in the region, let alone the province. And so... Yeah, they're, they're responsible uh, to the voters of Oak Bay and the voters of Oak Bay only right. if you're a councillor there. That's right. Yeah. So if you have 13 tiny municipalities and everyone in the municipality wants nothing built anywhere near anywhere where they live, you, you wind up in a circumstance where nothing gets built anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and so either we leave that alone or, or we make the decision to aggrieve the people locally. And uh, this seems like it's pretty obvious why this piece of legislation is so tentative uh, because they don't want to aggrieve people locally because that's who elects them. Yeah. So, well, what if this, what, what if the moles go into the municipalities <laughs> and come back with the suggestion, hey, what if we just put a timeline on this? <laughs> what if it's just six months? That's, that's good. <laughs> there you go. Well, so maybe, that, maybe we'll idea. get there that's anyways. Good. Maybe we'll get there. We, we can cross our fingers and hope for the best with the moles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you crack me up. Michael Mulligan, uh, thank you so much. This has been Legally Speaking. We're out of time, and I look forward to uh, hearing from you again every Thursday at uh, at 1030. Thank you. Thanks so much. Have a great afternoon.